Wow. So I have been wanting to do a post on this for so damn long. Um, and that has been on skin. And I was always confused on whether to write a blog post or write about it on Instagram. Um, but I found that through talking, um, it is just one of my favorite ways of sharing stories through talking, through storytelling, through sharing my experience, through voice, um, etc. So I thought this was a great opportunity now that I've set up the podcast to talk about something that I've been wanting to talk about for so, so long. I've also just been waiting to um, find the right time or at least um, approach the subject with um, a lot of respect um, and um, the necessary sort of experience and um, what's the word? The necessary experience and um, research. So just recently on my Instagram, um, which you can find, actually, before I begin, for anyone that is tuning in for the first time, um, let me welcome you guys, because <laughs> that's always really nice. Um, but yeah, for those of you that don't know me and haven't um been following through the podcast um my name is um is Lana and I currently work in natural healing serving worldwide but based out of London um and I work in naturopathic nutrition I work as a Reiki practitioner um so with energy healing and also more recently as a yoga teacher vinyasa yoga teacher um, so health, holistic health and healing is something that came into my life as my own, um, as part of my own journey through healing. And uh, it's something that worked so remarkably well for me many years ago, around seven or eight years ago, um, that I began to study it myself and now work in it and try to spread that awareness further. So you can find all of my work um, on my website, lifespacehealing.com. And there as well, you can find the um, my social media channels for Instagram and Twitter, etc. Uh, there as well, if you want to see frequent updates and so on. Um, I also currently hold uh, wellness and well-being events from listening circles to crystal healing workshops. Uh, I have an essential oils workshop coming up soon in London on March the 4th, followed by a vision board workshop. There's still a few tickets left. So again, you can find all of that on my website, lifespacehealing.com under events. But uh, for now, I really want to get back onto the topic of skin and my history with acne. So on my Instagram, uh, I recently did a Instagram story about a skin treatment that I had the other day, a laser skin treatment um, to help with acne scarring. And that followed on to my history of acne from the early age of 15 up until my early 20s and how I've been able to maintain my skin since then, what I've been doing to help it 
and how I've been able to maintain that through healthier lifestyle choices. So that was also filmed. Um, I did a, a live that evening as well on Instagram, which I'm going to be posting up onto YouTube um, because I think I saved the video. So you can also find my YouTube if you just search Lana Almuller, my full name, into YouTube. You can find my YouTube channel there, I think. So uh, that was actually going through a lot of the natural products that I've been using on my skin, a natural skincare routine that I've been using for years and years and years. Um, and that's also something that I'm going to go through in this podcast as well. And um, I know also how personal skincare can be and how beautifully biochemically individual we are which is also why I've been wanting to approach this topic in the best way possible because I know when I would listen to people talk about their skincare routines I would get so frustrated because it would be a whole range of products and sometimes I'd try them out and I'd buy new things and it wouldn't work on my skin and my skin would react and we're all so different and what might work for me may not work for you but one thing that I do know is is that with any sort of ailment, whether it's skin ailments or any other kind of physical, mental, emotional ailments, uh, there is so much that we can do to really treat the root cause and not just the symptoms. And that is why I fell in love with holistic healing, because it really looked at the body as a whole and it really looks at the body as a whole and it really works on the mind, body, soul and spirit. But by treating the root cause, looking at the root cause and treating the whole person and not just the symptoms or the disease. So when I was around 15 years old, um, going through hormonal, natural hormonal changes, I think I got my period when I was around 14, so around 15, a lot of my hormones were changing and... That coupled with a poor diet, one full of junk and crisps and everything that you enjoy or I enjoyed majorly as a kid, um, led to outbreaks of acne. And this acne carried on through, throughout my teenage years into my early 20s. And it just got worse and worse and worse. And of course, I never knew the link between nutrition and health of food and health I never it's something that we were never taught about so it just didn't ever occur to me and I went to every dermatologist in my early teens my mother would take me to every different dermatologist and they'd put me on antibiotics try antibiotic creams do all these different light led therapies put me on the pill Every single thing under the sun I honestly tried um, and it would work for a bit but then as soon as I'd come off it my skin would get even worse and again it was treating the symptoms and not the root cause. Playing with my hormones with the pill was really terrible. Antibiotics obviously if we understand the um, that the gut health has so much to do with our skin health. Antibiotics completely completely um, obliterates that so whilst it was killing my acne whilst I was on it as soon as I came off I was led with even more wor even worse acne as my uh, natural good bacteria in the gut had probably been completely diminished not probably actually I found out that it was through stool tests etc I had zero lactobacillus 
which is a type of good bacteria. Um, and that's something I later found out when I was working with my nutritionist. But so, yeah, so I tried loads of different conventional treatments. Nothing worked, or if they did work, they worked for a short while, and then my acne would come back again with a vengeance. So I even tried Roaccutane, which is a very common drug in America. It's called Accutane. In London and England, it's called Roaccutane. And it is basically just a synthetic form, a really high dose um, of synthetic vitamin A, which can be very toxic to the body. So you have to sign all kinds of forms to promise that you're not going to get pregnant because it can harm the health of your unborn child. Um, but that also you need to go and take monthly a blood test to check your liver as it can be very um, harsh on the liver because the liver has to process the drug. So I went on that for a couple of weeks. The first dermatologist I saw put me on an incredibly high dose. Uh, of course, with it, I had uh, serious side effects. There are a lot of side effects that come with Roaccutane. Um, I had severe peeling of the skin, cracking of the lips. They'd bleed. I'd itch my skin. My skin would bleed. Uh, severe depression. Um, all sorts. So I came off it pretty quickly after a couple of weeks. I saw no good difference with my skin. Um, it just, it horrified me enough that I came off it. So that was that. And that was when I was around 17. And then eventually I was guided towards my nutritionist by, um, a really dear family friend of, uh, of ours. She's my mother's best friend who they grew up together she's basically like my mother's sister and I call her my other mother because she looked after me so much when I was younger and my health just started to plummet more and more as I grew older in my teens my immune system was super poor from when I was born um, but again around my early teens into my late teens it just got worse and worse every week I was sick with something else my energy levels were always low I was always tired um I mean, in my family, I was always known as the one that was just really fragile and weak the whole time. And the only kind of words that would ever come out my mouth were, I feel sick or I'm tired. And my siblings, I have four siblings, always used to make fun of me because of it. But I, that is just how I felt. Um, I was really ill. And at 18, I was losing so much weight and I didn't understand why. And doctors wanted to, and then I had developed anxiety and depression. Doctors wanted to put me on anti-anxiety medication. I did take Xanax for a bit. They wanted to put me on beta blockers to stop panic attacks and all sorts. So, whoa, wow, accumulation of so much shit um, that was manifesting itself physically. Again, um, I believe that everything starts energetically, emotionally, and then transcends into physical if the, when it reaches when something reaches the physical body it's really the body's kind of final resort of like screaming out for help like hey I've been trying to talk to you for ages very in various different ways you're not hearing me so here take this you know trying to slow us down and stop and, and trying to make us listen to it uh, in as many ways as possible and that's really how I see illness I see illness as a way of our bodies really pushing us to slow down it's like whoa stop we are physically unable to move when we're sick uh, illness forces us into stillness and for a very good reason um and for a lot of people their illnesses have been a massive wake-up call um for a lot of people their illnesses have been the start of their healing journeys etc so, um, yeah, I'm a very big believer in that from my own experiences. But at, the round, at around the age of 17, 18, I had then had really bad anxiety and depression. 
so went to see a homeopath, was taking everything to help that, which was great, but was still eating loads of shit. Um, drinking a lot of alcohol, smoking a lot of weed every day. That was my life. Never saw anything wrong with it. Also smoked cigarettes. Um, and then whilst the homeopathy was working for a little while, it then kind of came to a halt. And my homeopath asked me and said, what do you eat? And I told her, and she was like, you know, there's really no point in doing this if you're not on a good diet. So my mother's friend, my other mother, had guided me towards a nutritionist that she had known from her daughter's school. She was the mother of one of um, her daughter's friends. And I was really skeptical about going. I kind of thought, mm, yeah, what, like, what is she going to tell me? Stop eating chocolate, stop eating sweets. I get it. But, you know, is it really going to help? So I thought, well, you know what? I have nothing to lose. Let me go. And I went. So my mother actually cooked a lot of home-cooked food. We ate a lot of home-cooked food. Um, but there was no awareness around proper health and nutrition. So I was also just... We were always allowed to eat, like, chips and chocolates and sweets. And obviously in my teenage years, when I had full control of going out and getting my own food, it was, like, pizzas and all kinds of junks. And McDonald's, loved McDonald's, quarter pounder, milkshakes, the whole lot. Um, dirty Chinese takeaways, the whole lot. <laughs> I was a massive foodie, so any food, every kind of food for me was just heaven. Um, and interestingly, actually, a lot of people always said to me, oh, you eat so much, but where does it go? And it's still something that people say to me, you eat so much, but where does it go? And I'm like, yes, okay, back then that was great. Okay, maybe you didn't put it on as weight, but my body physically suffered from it a, a lot <coughs> in various ways. So skinny does not equate to healthy. I was really unhealthy. I was really unwell. Um, maybe had a fast metabolism, but my immune system and everything else, my hormones, my endocrine system, my gut health, everything was shut down. So anyways, upon the first um, meeting I had with my nutritionist, I think it was around 20 at this time, I was so incredibly impressed and felt enlightened by the level of information she was able to give to me in our initial consultation about my whole body systems and why everything was happening the way that it was. And these were answers that I was looking for for years and years and years. Every time I'd go to a doctor with an ailment or an illness and I'd ask why, all they'd be able to tell me is, well, sometimes that's just life or, you know, sometimes it's just genetic. And I just, I'd leave the office crying. I just thought this is not normal. I'm 17, 18, 19, whatever. None of my friends are this, this sick. None of my siblings are this sick. Um, this is not normal. I'm not buying into the genetics thing. I'm not buying into this is just life thing. I want more from myself. I want my health back. Um, and I didn't know how I was going to find that, but I was just determined to make a difference because I was fed up and so young to be feeling all these things. So anyway, so when I finally sat with my nutritionist and we went through everything in so much detail, um, I was so surprised by the level of information she was giving me and on the foods that she 
was telling me were exacerbating my symptoms because it was foods like tomatoes and aubergine and um, a lot of pro-inflammatory foods, chili, etc. That that I ate a lot in our home cooked foods, and I loved to cook. I I learned cooking from a very young age from my mother as she was traveling a lot, and so it was something that I did for myself and for my brothers or whatever when we were in the house. Is learned to cook Middle Eastern dishes, and a lot of them are tomato based stews, and I would love the aubergine ones with meat and very rice heavy and. You know, I never saw that as an issue because I saw that it's home cooked, you know. But it was so interesting to learn how even the foods that I thought were healthy because they were, you know, vegetables or meat or home cooked or whatever, um, could actually have an impact on what was going on with my individual health at that time. And this really sparked my interest in learning further on the science and the healing benefits of specific foods and on the body. So a couple of days later, she had sent me my plan, including a supplemental plan. And I was just like, right, this is it. And I remember going out to, I think, Whole Foods. Whole Foods had just opened at the time, I think. Yeah. And I went out and I got all the ingredients and I made a drastic change to my diet. All of a sudden I was eating things I'd never eaten before. Brown rice and quinoa, fish with lemon and herbs and all these things that, you know, I just, I never really made for myself. But luckily, because I had learned to cook from a young age, that was easy for me and enjoyable for me. And I was really able to kind of create food that was delicious and healthy using the ingredients that I had been guided to include. And honestly, within the first two weeks of following this so strictly, I was just amazed. Um, I was just blown away by the results that I was seeing. The first ones that I noticed were my energy levels were getting much better. I was actually waking up with energy, not feeling so tired. Um, She didn't put me on anything so drastic so that I was like insanely detoxing and feeling all the withdrawal symptoms and the horrible symptoms that can come up from a detox. So it was like a really beautiful, long-term, gentle, cleanse that was helping to support my liver, my gut, my hormones, um, my whole body systems. And so, yeah, I noticed incredible energy. I noticed my sleep was better and I was able to go to the toilet every day because my bowel movement was something that was super sluggish. I was someone that always suffered from constipation, severe constipation. And obviously that really does not help the skin because toxic buildup of excess hormones of excess toxins through our food through our environment you know it sits in our in our stool it sits in our colon that gets reabsorbed in the bloodstream and then we have this kind of circulation of toxins in our bloodstream just going round and round and round and so our bowels work as our one of our main waste um, disposals but so is our skin our skin is an organ And we forget that a lot of the time. And I definitely didn't know that at the time. But whatever our liver and our bowels can't get rid of, our skin will then take on and it comes out through our skin. So really regulating the bowel movements was helping dramatically. And we did this with gentle herbs and eating a lot of whole foods. And anyways, within two weeks, I was just so amazed that it was just uh, creating more encouragement for me to keep going with this and as I was going I was reading I was researching a lot and around the same time a friend of mine came up to me and said do you want to do a nutrition course 
So I thought, gosh, amazing. And again, this is a friend I've mentioned a few times on my Instagram um, that I really believe has been my guide in this life. Um, and I feel so, excuse my language, but fucking blessed <laughs> to have uh, connected with her again in this lifetime because for sure we were connected in a past life and for sure she has always been my guide. And she is like my angel guide in this life. Everything that I do now is really because she guided me to it. And I, every time I accomplish something within the realm of healing, I look at her and I just think, wow, she took me here. And I always have to give thanks to her for that because it's really so incredible. So that we found this short course in nutrition in London and I unfortunately couldn't do the day that it was on, the evening that it was on, because I was working at a job. And so I ended up doing the herbs, the herbal medicine course. And then I enjoyed that so much because I was always so interested in herbs and herbal medicine, um, even throughout like my times of being sick and stuff when I was sick and the doctors would give countless antibiotics. I'd always try and research homemade remedies and look into the kitchen for things that I could make and do and try. Um... So I decided to do that and I did that and I absolutely loved it. And then I enrolled into the full term three year diploma of herbal medicine. But then a year into it, I realized that actually I really wanted to study nutrition because nutrition was the foundation for all those things first. And after that, I thought, OK, if I if I want to get back into herbal medicine, I'll do that as an addition. But nutrition just seems like the foundation and it was really somewhere where I wanted to begin. So I began studying nutrition. That was in 2011. 11, a great lucky number, great number, great uh, angel number for manifestation. Um, so yes, so I began then. And uh, I began to just learn more and research more. And I, it just sparked my attention that this there was this incredible information, this incredible um, medicinal, these incredible medicinal properties and benefits to natural, to nature that we had been so far removed from. And I all of a sudden felt this extremely powerful call to start spreading the awareness around that again. And it was like all of a sudden my calling in life had come to me, my purpose in life had finally come to me and this felt like something that I was just made to do. And this was really linked to uh, what I believe was my role in a past life and Native American life as a, as, as a healer or somebody that was more connected to this aspect. And I'll get into that in another post on past life stuff. Um, I know to many it can sound absolutely crazy, but I've made peace with that. So um, it was something I used to shy away from for a long, long time. But anyway, so yeah, so I, um, so that is when my, my, you know, that is when I decided that this is what I wanted to dedicate my life to. I want to dedicate my life to being able to help others with this information and spread the awareness to others with this information, with this incredible reconnection to the medicinal and healing benefits of nature. So 
after seeing her, my skin, after months of following the plan, my skin started to dramatically improve as well as everything else in my general health. My skin started to dramatically improve and it was incredible. For the first time in a long time, my skin was actually beginning to heal. My acne was getting less. It was less inflamed. It was less red. Um, and it was just incredible. But as it was the beginning of my health journey and it was a new lifestyle that I was trying to adapt to, I found myself falling off the wagon a lot, um, you know, trying to get used to this new way of living. I'd, you know, I'd have my binge every week or every now and again. And um, one summer came and I was traveling and everything kind of went out the window again. Um, I was drinking, I was eating loads of crap. I was having bowel problems and, and then all of a sudden, two months later, three months later, my skin had erupted. And I was just thinking, shit, okay. And um, I want to talk more about falling off track. And I'm, I'm saying that as I'm doing uh, inverted commas with my fingers, because that seems to be a big um, driver of guilt with a lot of my clients who begin uh, nutrition plans. And that's something that I really want to talk about, but I'll save that for another post. So I got back that summer, my skin was terrible. And in total vanity, my sister was getting married soon. And because acne had caused me such great anxiety, such great anxiety, from the moment I had it at 15, I was teased about it. Um, the beauty of, you know, schools and kids. Um, uh, I was teased about it. I felt super self-conscious about it. I felt every time I was out, people were just staring at my skin, even if they weren't. That's how I felt, um, but they really would a lot of the time and probably not in any bad way. Um, but, you know, that's it just it made me feel very uncomfortable. I would cover it with tons of foundation. I hated wearing foundation because it was so visible in the sunlight and it just looked cakey and horrible. And I just felt like I was every day having to paint my face to cover myself and hide myself. Um, essentially, I was just hiding myself and that was a really horrible feeling. Um, it was really inflamed and aggravated and red. My acne was really painful. So you can see a photo of what my skin used to look like on my Instagram page, which is Luna Oniari, which you can find through my website, lifespacehealing.com. Um, I did post a picture up on there. And uh, it was, yeah, it was just, it was super terrible. And I was always trying to hide myself. It caused me great social anxiety. Um when I would be with my boyfriend um, at the time then, I would hide and uh, wait till he'd fall asleep until I'd take my makeup off and quickly reapply it in the morning. And um, I'd hate having showers, you know, at friends' houses and things because like I would hate my skin being seen. And I, I, it really actually gave me anxiety with traveling as well because I would hate to be in the sun without it and have people see my skin. So, so really, it really caused such damage to my self-esteem. Um, and I really wanted to get this out there mainly because of that, because I can totally resonate with how People can feel with some sort of skin ailments, the anxiety that it can create, the damage to the self-esteem it can create. And it's so incredible now because I, if I see people that have acne or skin ailments, I make the extra effort to want to hold them and like kiss their face and make them try and not. And I, because 
I've had friends that will squirm when I do that and I'm like you are beautiful and I don't want them to feel just because I understand how it made me feel um it's something that I just look at and I just I just want to like I just want to hold the person's face even though people touching my skin was such a no-no um it was like the worst thing in the world I hated people touching my skin um and I still don't really like people touching my skin now but this was just why I really do not enjoy facials to be honest um I feel like they always fuck up my skin anyways but anyway so I can totally understand and resonate with the feelings of anxiety and damaged self-esteem that any kind of skin ailments can cause, um, which is really what why I wanted to post this. So, um, so in vanity, as it was my sister's wedding coming up, I really wanted a quick fix. And I looked to Roaccutin again, which was that really intense, very toxic drug. Um, and I thought, fuck it, I just want to do it and it will help. And whilst I do it, I will also work on getting back onto my nutrition and supporting myself holistically. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so I did a lot of research as I was really scared of going on Oracting from the first time round from it going so bad. And I did a lot of research and I asked a lot of friends that had taken it. And really what helped me most was watching people's accounts of their stories through YouTube so I would literally just YouTube people that were going through the process of taking Rakuten and watching their journeys. Um, and that was giving me a lot of reassurance. And I finally went to a really good dermatologist in London who put me on a very low dose. Um, so typically the dose should be half your body body's weight in kilograms. Um, so I was taking around 20 grams a day. Uh, I'm not 40 kilograms, but I was starting on a really low dose. So I'd alternate between 10, 20 grams one day, 25 grams the other day. Not grams, sorry, milligrams. Um, I think it's milligrams. Anyways, I'm no uh, expert on conventional medicine, but it was around that. And I was taking it, I was told to take it for four to six months. So I began taking taking the Rakutane and I started to quite quickly in the first week see the first side effects of it. So skin drying, um, ma- mainly skin drying actually. And I thought, okay, great. But it was mild-ish and it was mild enough to kind of manage. And so, so began implementing my nutrition with it. So I again went back to the nutrition plan that my nutritionist had given me and I was really helping to support, wanting to support my journey through the Roaccutane to help my body through this time and also so that I could continue to maintain my skin health after taking Roaccutane because I do know uh, quite a few people that have taken Roaccutane and then a couple of years later their skin has gotten really bad again. And again, that's to do with not treating the root cause. So I really wanted to, whilst the Rakuten was helping to quickly fix my skin, um, I really wanted to work on also maintaining my skin health. So I began that journey and I was sticking to eating really healthy. I also did other things that I've been really wanting to share that really helped me on Rakuten because your lips tend to get really dry, your eyes get really dry. Um, so staying adequately hydrated 
is number number one. So I drank at least three liters of water a day, which I try to maintain today as well, because that is the ideal. Two to three liters of water a day is ideal, especially if you're doing hot yoga, sweaty exercise, um, drinking diuretics, coffee, any kind of caffeine, green tea, etc. So first things first, we're adequate hydration. On my skin to mo- help moisturize, I was using a lot of aloe vera to hydrate and a lot of oils, almond oil, yojoba oil, shea butter based products. Um, so the skin on your face gets really dry, but so does it on your body. So I was using a lot of natural shea butter to, to moisturize my body with a lot of aloe vera, almond oil, and that's still stuff that I use today. Um, on my lips, I found pawpaw really good so you can get it online from australia you can get natural pawpaw kind of um it's kind of the same consistency of vaseline almost but you get the totally natural ones and i found that super effective for my lips um my eyes luckily didn't get too dried out so it wasn't too much of an issue and uh yeah i just had to deal with um pretty dry skin and uh, chapped lips for a while whilst always kind of trying to keep hydration up and and drinking foods and uh, sorry eating foods that were helping my liver also um, just to help process the drug because our liver takes on a lot of work from what we eat our environment plus drugs Um, and this was one that was really harsh on the liver so I was eating a lot of foods that were great for the liver a lot of leafy greens artichoke um, keeping my bowel movements regular, still working on healing, uh, balancing my hormones through stabilizing my blood sugar levels, um, etc. And I really recommend working with a health practitioner if you're going to do all this. Um, I couldn't have done it without the knowledge of nutrition that I'd been learning, and I couldn't have done it without my nutritionist. Uh, it's really great reading things on the internet, but it can be really confusing and controversial and you really want to make sure of the source and you really want to make sure of certifications and stuff like that so I would really say definitely work with a healthcare practitioner of choice um, to help support and assist you through the journey um, so I was doing all of that I also did things like I still do this sleep on silk pillows so I get a silk pillowcase and you can buy them for 20 pounds on Amazon uh, machine washable ones as well and um yeah I've bought like four so I alternate them so I wash them every few days um and that's been really great it it's it's known to have a lot of benefits sleeping on silk um silk has a protein in it that's really good for your hair and skin it's also uh silky smooth and soft so really helps with um not getting wrinkles and stuff like that So I thought that's great. I would definitely incorporate that in so that it's not aggravating my skin further when I sleep because my skin was already getting sensitive and really dry on the Rakutane. So four months in, my skin was incredible. Um, Two of the main things they tell you not to do when you're on Rakutane is get, well, three things. Don't get pregnant because it can be harmful to your baby. So you need to sign something to state that you will not get pregnant. And um, also not drink alcohol because that can really fuck up your liver and the drug is a really harsh on your is already really harsh on your liver. Um, but also to um, not go in the sun because Roaccutane makes your skin very photosensitive. It also thins your skin. So you will 
be very susceptible to burns, which can obviously lead to scarring, which is just not a wise thing to do at all. And again, I had friends who were like, yeah, I sat in the sun, no problem. Yeah, I drank, no problem. Uh, sure, if you don't care and blah, blah, blah. But it just, what's the point? Um, I was okay with giving up alcohol for four months at this time. It was something that I'd already practiced. So um, I gave that up and I just used this as an opportunity to really look after me. And uh, I don't really drink now anyways. And I stopped drinking solidly for five years. So it was fine for me to do that. And I wanted to do, to do it in the best way possible and respect myself whilst doing it in the best way possible. Uh, so all of these things massively helped. Four months in, my skin was incredible. The best it had ever been in my life. Um, the only thing that I did notice was that I had scarring, but I didn't even notice that then because all I noticed was that I had no acne. Um, I could finally have the confidence to go out, to be seen, to not hide, to take photos of myself, to, you know, all these things that I was always shying away from. And it was just like a new life. I just, all I kept thinking was, why did I wait? for so long why like but you know everything in divine timing everything happened as it was meant to so I'm not entirely anti-conventional medicine I don't like to slate um conventional doctors and all of that so much I mean I can appreciate how much conventional medicine has actually been able to save a lot of lives um I think both can complement each other really well and it's a shame that we don't work to do that more um, because I do think that they can complement each other well. Some people have to depend on medication their whole lives. Otherwise, uh, they wouldn't be able to live. For instance, my youngest brother is type one, has had type 1 diabetes since the age of 7. And if he wasn't able to have insulin injections daily, he wouldn't be alive today. Um, and so really conventional medicine is, is not something to sit here and slate. Uh, but uh, it would be great for, for both conventional medicine practitioners and functional medicine practitioners uh, to come together and really complement each other. Um, so yeah, I will say one thing though. So with Roaccutane, obviously come side effects on the drug. After, I did still notice side effects from it too. So I really wanted to maintain my healthy lifestyle just to help with the healing process of after the Roaccutane. So it's not something that I'm promoting to do. For me, it was a quick fix in vanity of my sister's wedding coming up. Um, but initially, nutrition had really helped with my skin to begin with. And if that was something that I had just... Uh, um, adhered to a little bit more and taken more time with etc. I, I'm, I'm sure, not I probably, I'm 100% sure I would have gotten to the right place because that's exactly how I maintain my skin today. So, so there were side effects after the Roaccutane. For instance, my hair was falling out a lot. My skin was very thin. Um, I did scar a lot more because my skin was very thin. And I noticed that the first time around with nutrition, when I was when my skin was healing, I didn't really have any scarring. Um, so I do think Oracutane does make you a lot more prone to scarring, unfortunately. And that is something that I've been dealing with now. Um, but yes, it made me acne free and the 
and my lifestyle has continued to help that. So since then, it's been eight years. And for eight years, I've been totally acne free. I'm 29 now. Um, maybe the odd occasional spot if like I find myself eating like indulging in the foods that I love indulging in from time to time, melted cheeses, etc. <laughs> Which I don't really do very often. Um, but you know, I don't I don't kill myself if I do. Uh I think that overstresses the body and that's even worse for your health than eating a food you'll enjoy. So stress is just awful for the body in every way possible. Um what I did notice actually though with my eating patterns is whilst I was starting off my nutrition plan and I'd go every kind of now and again into kind of going falling back into the McDonald's or whatever it was. Um, I noticed eventually after a couple of years in, into my nutritional therapy, into seeing my nutritionist when my depression had hit me really bad. Um, and I was then guided by my nutritionist to my therapist, uh, psychotherapist. Um, I noticed throughout the first few sessions of therapy, um, that my food patterns started to change dramatically and we did no work around food to this day we've never mentioned food um and it was never like a a thing for me I didn't have any you know classic eating disorder or whatever um but I noticed that the way the ways that I I turned to food was a lot to do with out of comfort um and it was a very destructive pattern so throughout psychotherapy instead of destructively eating, I was really relearning to nurture myself. And that relearning to love and nurture myself whilst working through releasing any past pains and traumas was really helping me to want to make choices that were actually healthy for me. So um, so again, the combination of nutrition with psychotherapy, um, various energetic healing practices and spiritual practices, again, this holistic approach, uh, was just really and is just really um, has been uh, incredible progress for my for my health um, journey in this lifetime. It has really allowed me to live a life full of vitality and not just an absence of disease. Um, it has really allowed me to feel alive and uh, sometimes I forget how I used to feel until I start talking about it like this. So that really helped. Um, again, it was, you know, working on the mind, body and soul. You can't, uh, there is no health that is just solely depending on, on one aspect of ourselves. Uh, we are a whole, the universe is a whole, everything is a whole. We have to start treating everything as a whole. So people tend to ask me, so, you know, what do you do? Or I have really bad skin and what do I eat for this? And really, again, it's down to each individual. And that is something that I work on with clients a lot. Um, Each client is treated as a complete individual. And we go through a thorough case taking whereby a food diary will be submitted and uh, a full health questionnaire, followed by further questions in the case taking in the actual consultation that will allow me to understand the person as a whole. And once that understanding um, has happened, I will then go on to write up a nutritional and supplemental plan for that person. And once that has fallen into place, uh, the person can then begin their plan and a follow-up will take place four weeks after just to 
go through everything um, that the uh, client has been experiencing and see what's been working and what hasn't and just to kind of check in on che- and check up on how everything's going and make any modifications if necessary. Um, in some cases, if I feel like things need a deeper looking at, um, I will send for tests, saliva, blood, stool, urine, whatever I feel needs looking uh, into, that can also be quite helpful. But usually from a case taking, we can get a lot done and a lot uh, can be revealed. So it really helps to work with a health practitioner of choice when it comes to these things. Because again, what might work for one might not work for you. And it's so beautiful to be seen as an individual and be treated as an individual and to find someone that is willing to work with you that can understand and that you connect with. That's the most important. Someone that you are able to connect with. For instance, my nutritionist has helped now many of my family members and many friends, but I've definitely had a lot of friends and other family members that have been to her and didn't connect. Um, they found it too overwhelming or whatever. There are different reasons. So really find someone that you are able to connect with. If you are interested in doing a uh, private nutritional um, therapy consultation with me, you can email me at hello at lifespacehealing.com. Again, you can find the contact on my website, lifespacehealing.com. You can also find there under nutrition, um, a lot of frequently frequently asked questions surrounding nutrition um, and also my uh, rates um, and prices for services. I do offer Skype consultations for anybody that is abroad um, or unable to physically make it in. Otherwise, I do sometimes see people in my space in London. So that is really just the story I wanted to tell you guys. And um, maybe you want more information on what it is that you can do to help your skin. And again, that is something that I really would love to give out. But I think it is so important to work with a health practitioner because that is going to help you understand um more about what works for you individually but essentially what counts for our skin can be uh, a numerous numerous systems in the body what um, contributes to our skin health uh, can be due to imbalances of numerous different systems in the body and that can be from our liver to our gut health to hormonal imbalance um, to stress and uh, it's usually a combination of all. And so supporting these systems in the best way possible is key. Um, our skin, again, is our largest organ. And it's, it's constantly working to absorb um, and excrete things. Um, our skin does breathe, believe it or not. You know, there's a very interesting fact. If we cover our whole bodies in paint, we'll die. Our skin needs to take in oxygen. Uh, which is why also what we put on our skin is so important because our skin absorbs everything we put on it. If you think about, I don't know if anyone's ever had a hormone patch put on their skin or a nicotine patch. Um, see how much the body absorbs the nicotine through a plaster that's being put on your skin or a, a, a month's dose of hormones, of contraceptive hormones um, put onto a plaster on our skin can be absorbed 
you know, just goes to show how much our skin absorbs everything we put on it. So also take a moment to look at your skincare regime and what it is that you're putting on your skin, your shampoo, your conditioner, um, your bath and body products. What do you wash your body with? I find it so interesting now because I used to use all kinds of chemical products. And now when I go to friends' houses and stuff and I, I go into their bathrooms, I love having a little sneak peek. And I find it saddening a lot of the time and and scary, really, really scary that of the amount of shit for, sorry for the harsh language, but really the amount of shit that we are sold every day to L'Oreal because you're worth it and maybe it's Maybelline and all these crap products full of chemicals that are making us so sick. Um, this accumulation of chemicals from our food, from our products, from our environment that are just contributing to illness is horrendous. Um, and they just feel so synthetic to me. I, I really can't bring myself to ever use them again. Um, they really freak me out. And I've really grown to just adore using natural products. And actually, that was one of the first things that I did before I got into nutrition because my skin was so sensitive and reactive. Um, I started switching to a lot of natural products and um, I will talk you through some of those now actually quickly if you want to write these down. Again, this is so personal to each individual. My skin nowadays tends to be on the dry and sensitive side, so I really try and not do too much to it, but also try and hydrate it. So again, nourishing with foods from the inside out always, drinking a lot of water, doing what's best, a lot of omega-3, really good for anti-inflammatory, really good for balancing hormones. Um, so omega-3s can be found in, in chia seeds, um, in um, oily fish, salmon, mackerel, anchovies, um, different foods you can search online omega-3 rich foods really great to include in the diet you can also supplement with an omega-3 fish oil um, I really like Wiley's finest wild Alaskan the mini swallows and I take four of those a day but again always check with your healthcare practitioner and check for any medication that you're on as well because there can be drug or nutrient interactions so for my face in the morning, because I've usually cleansed the night before and prepped my skin with a lot of moisturizer and hydration oils and stuff in the morning, I will literally just wash my face with cold water and nothing else. I really find that less is more. And sometimes I watch these makeup artists or skin people on YouTube and Instagram and I'm like, holy crap, how much shit do you put on your face? Um, and a lot of them will have like breakouts and a lot of um, problematic skin and I just want to like climb through my screen and be like stop like stop fighting your skin just let it be and let it breathe and it was something that I used to do a lot with acne was I'd put I'd try a million different products on my skin a million different products on my skin and it was like stripping my skin of oils which makes the oiliness even worse and like aggravating my skin and like you get so fed up with acne you just want to like strip and strip and strip away at it and really it just makes it worse and more aggravated and it was horrible so less really I just find is so much more when it comes to the skin and I always look at guys and they may not go as as through as many hormonal fluctuations as we do but they also don't go, th go through as many fucking shit products as we do um 
you know, I, I used to ask my guy, I'd be like, what do you wash your face with? I'd be like, nothing, water. Still to this day, loads of my guy friends I ask and they're like, just water. Um, so I'm like, great. So in the mornings, I literally just splash my face, wash it, I splash it a few times with just cold water, pat it dry with a towel. And then one thing that I really love doing is spritzing it with rose water. Rose water is super calming, super anti-inflammatory, really good for any redness, really great for sensitive skin. The aromatherapy benefits of it as well is that it's very calming. So I'll do that straight after and I'll just spritz my, my face with um, rose water. And I use uh, absolute, wait, what's it called? It's absolute aroma, aromas, I think is the brand. Where is it? It's, yeah, Absolute Aromas Organic Rose Water. And I just spritz that on the face after I've splashed it with water in the morning. And then I'll follow that with uh, an aloe vera just to help, again, calm any redness and take any inflammation down. Um, aloe vera is amazing for that. It's super cooling. And the one that I use is by a brand called Aloe Pura. Or there's also one by Lily of the Desert that's organic and um, I think 99% pure. Otherwise, obviously, it's always best to use it straight from the plant. And aloe vera plants are really easy to maintain at home. Um, I've just been really lazy about getting one, but I really, I really want to do that because it's incredible. And you can literally just cut a leaf off, keep it in the fridge and slice a bit every time you need it and use the jelly inside and apply that to the skin. So aloe vera is also hydrating, but it's not necessarily moisturizing. So with the aloe vera, I will usually add uh, a couple of drops of an oil of choice. So either almond oil or coconut oil um, or jojoba oil is incredible because it will help to moisturize the skin. Um, but these oils are also non-comodogenic, meaning it will not block pores. And I know that's something that really freaked me out when I had acne prone skin. But really the best thing that you can do is use something like jojoba oil because jojoba oil is so close to the skin's natural oil that it moisturizes your skin, but it also doesn't, it definitely doesn't strip your, your skin dry, um, which a lot of harsh cleansers can do. Um, but it, it, it gives your skin that moisturization whilst kind of tricking your skin into believing that it's got that oil there so it doesn't need to produce it. Because the reason with acne prone skin or oily skin is usually because we're stripping the natural oil so much that our bodies are producing even more oil and then we end up with really oily skin. It's the same with hair. If we overwash our hair, we're stripping the oils out a lot. Our hair, hair will produce more oil to try and compensate for the lack of oil that is being uh, that is going on from the overstripping with harsh chemical products. Um, sometimes I understand that oils in the daytime can not be the greatest thing. We don't really want an oily sheen all day. So this is a really nice routine at nighttime. In the daytime, if I don't really want such an oily sheen, uh, which who really does, um, I've started using the oil-free moisturizer by Mario Badescu. Um, and Mario Badesco I've been trying out just recently, but actually I've been really enjoying this moisturizer. And then I sometimes follow that up with his hydrating herbal serum. Uh, so Mario Badesco is kind of known as a natural-ish brand. Um, and I've tried many natural brands, but I'm really enjoying this one at the moment. So that's what I do in the daytime. And then, uh, if I want a little bit of coverage, I'll usually do the Laura Mercier powder foundation or I have found that the uh, Laura Mercier uh, um, tinted moisturizer is a really nice cover up. Obviously, I can understand 
that if you do want to cover up your skin and you need a heavier cover up, um, I know how that feels. And I tried many makeup and to be honest, uh, I didn't, haven't found a natural brand of makeup that I've really loved, to be honest. So if anybody has any recommendations, let me know. Um, the most inverted commas natural kind of makeup I found is the Bare Minerals, which again is not entirely natural, but um, their uh, BB cream or CC cream, whatever it is with the hydration, I've also found a really, really lovely kind of light foundation. Otherwise, for more heavier use, um, what really worked well with my skin was Giorgio Armani Luminous Silk Foundation. It's an amazing flawless cover-up. Sometimes I still use that at nighttime if I'm I have an event or if I'm going out um uh, I really love it and uh or otherwise Chanel um does really really beautiful foundations and uh, Laura Mercier does really beautiful foundations so to remove foundation when I do wear it um another product that I use is I, I, I don't wear foundation that much anymore to be honest if I do in the day kind of want just a bit of a smoother finish I will just blot on a bit of the Laura Mercier um, powder and then put just a little bit of lip tint on my lips, um, which you can do with beetroot, a really nice natural way to pink in the lips. Um, anyways, I'll do a makeup thing on a totally separate episode. But to remove foundation again, whilst I was always wearing heavy foundation when I had acne, um, another worst part was because I'd layer on so much foundation, I'd have to then strip it all off and that included stripping my natural skin down and it was like so much makeup had to come off that I would try to do everything so I do wipes and different uh, makeup wipes and da 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 and soaps and whatever and I'd still wipe my towel at the end and still see like remnants of foundation which can be highly frustrating because obviously you want to make sure you're properly cleansing your face so that your block your pores aren't getting further blocked because of the makeup so my cousin, who is incredible with skin and beauty stuff, both my cousins, their sisters, Tamara and Lara, um, I have so much to thank for with their recommendations. Uh, my cousin Tamara actually was um, doing a makeup course at the time and recommended the Shuyamura cleansing oil. That changed my life with removing makeup. It's like one wash and everything's gone and you apply it to dry skin. So you pump a bit of oil into the hands, you rub it into the skin, it kind of collects and picks up the makeup with it. And then you add a little bit of water on your hands, you add that to it, it becomes kind of like a milky cleanser and then you wash it off. And it's like makeup gone in one go without drying the skin. My skin would feel skin uh, soft, silky, smooth, moisturized and just brilliant. So I really recommend that. And they come in different ones. I use the pink one because that was specifically for um, more acne prone skin and, and pores and stuff. And it's something that I still uh, still have because I just, it's just, I adore. And it's just so great. And even at times I've put on really theatrical makeup because I love playing dress up and all of that. And whenever I've gone to like dress up parties and stuff and I've got, you know, full, full makeup going, it's just so effective um, at taking off the makeup in a really gentle way in a really effective way and super, super cleansing. So if I am wearing foundation, that's what I'll use. And then I follow it again with the same routine of a bit of rose water spritz on the face, the aloe vera, a bit of oil, um, and that's my nighttime. So 
yeah, those are the main things that I use. Also for exfoliation, it's it's healthy to to exfoliate the skin again just to remove any dead skin cells um just to help not block up the pores. But I find that the exfoliators with beads in them tend to also be too harsh for my skin because my skin's very sensitive and it just drags and 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 is not that kind to the skin although, you know, I've done far more aggressive stuff to the skin such as my recent laser treatments but it just uh you know as a as a weekly thing it just felt too much so another thing that I've been using um at the moment that is you know more natural is a more natural based exfoliator is an acidic exfoliator so it's kind of just like a, a a clear blue liquid um acidic that helps to remove dead skin cells and it's by Mario Badescu and it's the grapefruit glycolic exfoliation and it's a blue it comes in a, in a, a white clear bottle and it's got a blue liquid in it and I just put some on a cotton pad and I rub that on my face um, and I do that like two to three times a week or whenever I feel like I need it sometimes not as often um, and then I follow that again with the rose and the aloe vera etc and I've been finding that really effective. Another thing that I did use ages ago that was is not natural, that again was recommended by my cousin Lara, who has beautiful skin and hair um, and is really into beauty stuff. So I get a lot of my beauty tips from her. Um, recommended this product called Alpha H. Um, sorry, called Liquid Gold by Alpha H. And it's quite a hard product to find. I think I, you can find it online. I ordered it online and I've, I used it for quite a while at some point years ago. And it's actually a really incredible, incredible exfoliator. You put it on the... It's the same kind of like a clear acidic solution. Um, but it also has proteins in it that really help your skin kind of rejuvenate and, and, and heal. And you put it on the night before and the skin I wake up with, in the morning I'd wake up with just the most beautifully radiant glowing skin. So if you're not that fussed about using a completely natural routine, that is a great product. But um, yeah, um, I've switched to the glycolic uh, grapefruit by Mario Badescu because I find it almost just as effective. I find it really good, um, but it's more natural. So that is the main things that I use on my face. Um, on my body, I use a very simple, simple old school soap as a body wash by Dr. Bronner's. Dr. Bronner's is an old family company that have been making soap since 1858. Um, I know soap can also dry out the skin and not be so kind to the pH of our skin. Um, but it's just a really simple, simple soap and I love it and I have the lavender one. Um, and I use that with a natural loofah if I want extra exfoliation. Or sometimes I make my own exfoliators using um, sugar with coconut oil and specific essential oils. Um, sometimes some coffee in there. And yeah, it works really great. So I'll do that. And I um, will then moisturize again with aloe vera on the body and some almond oil or coconut oil. Coconut oil is super antibacterial again. So on the face and on the body, I find at nighttime, if I put it on, um, it can make my skin really smooth looking in the morning, really less red and any kind of spots that I've had because it's so antibacterial, uh, can be super, super diminished, which is great. Um, but sometimes I find coconut oil can be quite drying to the skin. And interestingly, so I tend to go for more almond oil, but obviously if you have a nut allergy, play around with different oils. Um, so yeah, I really, I really like that. 
another thing sometimes I rarely use but quite interesting to know lavender oil so in the bath I put lavender oil in the bath lavender oil is really good it's antiseptic antibacterial um really good for burns really good for burns and you can apply it neat to a burn so a lot of chefs it's great to have um uh on hand if you're a chef and you cook a lot um or you tend to work with something that could cause burns quite easily um it's great to have on hand it's great to have in a family first aid kit it's great to have in a first aid kit at home um but yeah i'll be talking way more about essential oils in the workshop that i'm doing on march the 4th uh, in London, which uh, still has tickets. So you can find that again on my website under the events. Um, but yeah, that sometimes I use that as and when needed, sometimes just uh, on a spot on its own, um, or tea tree oil, essential oil on a spot on its own can be great. Um, so yeah, that's what I'll use for bath and body. For my hair, I shampoo and I've been using the shampoo for years, Urtecram. U-R-T-E-K-R-A-M. They're, I think, a Norwegian brand. I think. Um, and they are 100% of natural origin, certified organic. And again, if you are transitioning from a normal shampoo into a natural shampoo, there's a lot to get used to. First, the hair will detoxify a lot, so it'll feel like a bit of a nightmare in the beginning. Um, but I find with Urtecram, and I've tried many natural shampoos, I find them really effective because they actually cleanse the hair. So they don't lather as much. Natural shampoos don't create as much foam, which can feel frustrating in the beginning and it takes a little while to get used to. But I find them really effective at actually helping to cleanse the hair, whereas a lot of other natural shampoos always left my hair still feeling greasy. Um, but they really cleanse the hair without stripping it too dry. Um, and the conditioner is okay. It's I've got really coarse, curly, frizzy hair, and I find that sometimes it doesn't condition as well um, as, you know, a conventional conditioner would, uh, but it does the job. And I also maintain my hair from uh, with my nutrition and doing hair masks, so almond oils and uh, with blends of different, different essential oils and all of that. Um, and also doing a vinegar rinse sometimes in the shower. Again, something my cousin Lara taught me about, mixing part apple cider vinegar with part water, and you can Google this, and then rinsing that after your shampoo is actually a really effective conditioner on its own, and that sounds really, really crazy, but the science of it is very interesting, and it has a lot to do with the pH of our hair and the shafts and the cuticles of our hair opening and closing, um, and it really maintains actually a super shiny, super soft um shimmer in the hair so uh, I always forget about that one but it's so effective and I've used it a few times it does smell like vinegar in the shower when you get out the shower it won't smell um I promise I know the concept of to a lot of people is really weird but it's it's incredible and it's really great for dandruff and all sorts um another really good thing for dandruff is coconut oil hair mask with a bit of tea tree oil with a couple of drops maybe four or five drops of tea tree oil essential oil uh, really good for dandruff, which can be caused by uh, dry skin, but also uh, sometimes fungal infections in the body and on the scalp. So yeah, that really helps. Um, whew, that was a lot of talking for this evening. I, uh, I hope this has helped Again, I am going to do my best at maintaining posting on different things to do with skin 
um, on my Instagram and I'll do um, probably another episode on here about uh, more skin stuff, skin foods, etc. Um, but yeah, if you'd like to join in on the conversation or ask me any questions um, surrounding skin health or you'd like to know more about how nutrition can help you or you'd like to know more about one-to-one nutritional therapy, please feel free to contact me in any way you feel called to do so. So all of my contact details and information, again, is on my website, lifespacehealing.com. And if you're interested in coming to any of the events, check them out. They're there on the website too, uh, as I'm always updating with new stuff. And I've got some really exciting new things coming up this year which I uh, am really looking forward to sharing one of them is the essential oils workshop coming up followed by the vision board workshop I'm also going to be at mind body spirit festival in London in May uh, doing a talk on nutrition for 45 minutes which is going to be awesome so if you guys are planning on coming to that it would be awesome to see you guys I'll be putting up the details soon also on my website um yeah, I'm planning for a lot more exciting things, including retreats and day retreats and uh, new packages and services. So I also offer Reiki and yoga to anybody that wants uh, a more holistic approach or various methods of healing. Um, you can find all of that information up on the website. I hope you guys have enjoyed this. It feels like it's been a long time uh, of waiting for me to share this with you as in I've been waiting so long to share this. So thank you again for tuning in and thank you if you've listened this far. Um, I really, really appreciate uh, all of your support so far and this collective journey um, of spreading awareness through health, this collective journey um, of healing really means so much to me and I've been able to connect with so many incredible individuals um, thank you to social media and thank you to the internet uh, I really really have and it's been an absolute honor so if you want to share your story or connect with me please 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 do um, if you have any other um, subjects or topics that you'd like me to talk about or um uh, discuss, please feel free to shout them out my way. I am open to all requests. And on that note, I'm going to do the same and leave you with my favorite song of the evening, something a little more calming and meditative.